That's the sign of a good book, is when you can hear the pages turning. <laughs> and your lens here is to grapple with the idea of finding, appreciating beauty, right? I heard you say in a recent interview that it is imperative that we question what we find beautiful and why. And that is the journey you take us on in this text. It's the point of entry for the reader of you searching out what is beautiful why focus on beauty of all of the human experiences to reckon with these questions about your internal and external self? Well, I think part of it comes from this intellectual restlessness that I inherited from my father. My father had this unbelievable ability to sort of sense the potential for art and aesthetic pleasure and the kind of beauty that comes from the experience of the natural world or from the experience of an incredible meal or an adventure, you know, traveling, looking at the ocean or, or reading another thing. And he really instilled in me a love of that kind of beauty that usually stems from art or ideas. And the experience of beauty has the ability to really change us in a lot of ways. And this sort of explicit thesis at the heart of easy beauty comes really from an interaction or, or will to test the hypothesis of the novelist and, and philosopher Iris Murdoch, who argues that if we want to change our behavior in any sort of way, we need to make some sort of change in ourselves, that the only way to do that is to change our concepts of a thing. Hmm. And the only way to change our concepts of a thing is to change our sort of consciousness of it. So she just says, look, we all, this. And there's no judgment in this. We're all walking around in the world, you know, looking at things from our singular perspectives. It's very hard for any of us ever to step outside of that palace of self-regard. That's part of just being human. And she says the experience of beauty, though, can give us this opportunity to sort of step outside of this palace of self-regard. So she gives this example of sitting at a window, being kind of lost in her own anxiety about her reputation and stress or whatever, and suddenly she sees a kestrel, the bird. And for that moment, the only thing in the world is that bird, this beautiful bird. And engaging with that bird, thinking about it, gives her a moment of reprieve from herself, and it expands her. And so when she comes back to her own interior you know, mindset, she's grown. And that, when I read that argument, I was like, this is the thing that makes the most sense to me in the world. Because I think that's why I love literature, is I read a sentence and I think the beauty of this, what it's accessing, the truth that it's aiming at, I'm expanded. I'm broken out of the prison of myself. And I come back to myself broader and changed. I feel that way about great music. I feel that way sometimes with a great meal or a film or great conversation. And so this feeling of aesthetic beauty has shifted me. It's made me a more complex, more open, more complicated person. And she really believes that as those concepts change, that's the only way the behavior changes. So the broader my consciousness and the broader my concepts, the more that I will 
shift my actions. And then mm. those shifted actions lead to real change in our communities or in our families. And especially for me in this book, my relationship to disability and to my own child. 41233.